What we gonna do right here is go back. Way back. Back into time. Yo, so what did you what did you do this week? I was at the links, at the Dubai links this week. Uh, I'm Terry Savage, I'm chairman of Lions Festival and Dubai Links. I'm Mohamed Alarwi, I'm head of marketing at Telfaz 11 or, or C3 Films. My name's Mark, otherwise known as Marco or Smoking Groove in uh, entertainment life. Um, by day, I do event recruitment for Kingston Stanley, um, establishing uh, you know reputable event companies around the world with their event exhibition conferences. Uh, I'm Lean Fatou, I work in advertising at Low, Moulin Low. Freaking Low. <laughs> you want me to tell you who I am on the side? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a lot more exciting. I'm Malika. I'm a rapper. I'm a female Arab MC. My name is Alia Marcy. I head up strategy at Lubernet Dubai. My name is Reem, and I'm the partner and executive producer at Collective BKP. We're a video production company. Happy, happy birthday. <laughs> Many returns, brother. Thank you, Jones. This one, I love it. People are asking me, what are you doing on your birthday? I'm like, courting. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, yo, that's what it is. That's I'm breaking up by the can. Yo, like the, grind, the grind doesn't stop. What are we Urban life. <laughs> Neighborhood banter. <laughs> Pull up a seat and pass the time. <laughs> <laughs> the Dukan Show. Hosted by OT, Toothless, Urshad, and Reem. Welcome to the tribe. Happy birthday, OT! We're doing this again? Yeah. No, we'll use it from the other file then. The other one was better. <laughs> I was very high-pitched and probably not, not cool. Anyways, um, what did we do? We, we, we had the links. We're, uh, that's what we're supposed to be recapping, not my birthday. Your birthday? That. Let's recap your life, OT. <laughs> Let's recap your life. That's our focus Ozi today. Oti was born. <laughs> Where were you born? You were born in Sudan. Yo, I was you were born, born like, in Sudan. You were born at home. At you? home, doula, home birth in my mom's what, bedroom. What? In my grandfather's house. So you know, it is as old school as it could be. I think I'm like the last generation. Yeah. I was born that way. I don't know. That's pretty amazing. Right? You know what? I think that there's a new movement of, like, doulas, and it's not a new movement. It's just... It, it, it's becoming it's, it's rising up again, which is pretty yeah. cool. I think that's awesome, actually. But um, I was thinking, actually, at the links, March, March is a very special month for us, isn't it? <sighs> like, March is special. This is our one-year anniversary, OT. Yeah, we met Lynx last year. Yeah. What, what in the <laughs> And then this Lynx was actually pretty good. We we were on stage. You two and I stages. were on stage at the same time. I know, two stages, so two I couldn't stages. catch. I couldn't catch your talk, mm. your panel. Um, I caught like 50. You were on for like... Three days, and I caught 15 minutes. Because <laughs> I had the stand, the collective stand. We had your stuff, and then I, I was working at the same yeah. time. Which uh, maybe this year, let's, can we talk life balance? Like, or we lack thereof? <laughs> we, we don't have it. We ain't got that. That's none. the problem. I got a text from, I think it was Lisa, and she's like, yo, so what are you doing today? I was like, oh. I was just at home earlier today, took care of some family stuff. I'm just wrapping up this interview. Then we got to go do the concession. And then I might just do dinner afterwards. And they're like, it's your birthday. I'm like, 
I know it's my birthday, but there's no time to do anything. Yeah, no. I mean, birthdays are work days. Yeah. It is. It's a work day. I birthdays can't are take work the day days, off. Yo. Um, I, I don't. I, I think if I didn't book dinner in my calendar, no, because yesterday, you told me, uh, I, wasn't I called you. Do I was it. like, it's Oti's birthday, but I didn't know if you're one of those people who likes to make a big deal about it or a small. You seem like stank face about it. I'm, so I'm very stank face like, about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, me. <laughs> but you know who's not stank face about it? Damn, Danny Neville with his own emoji. Yo, come through, Danny Neville. Danny, I think hands down. My favorite birthday wish came from Danny. Yo, let's I make didn't see that, that one coming. Let's make that the, the <laughs> let's make that the picture. <laughs> it let's, should. Let's make that the picture. No, for real. Let me tell you as well. Like all in all, um I must say this this year has been just fierce. It's been such a good you know, we we walked in we were like, "Oh, we don't know, we don't know." Wait, we haven't had a weekend yet. Wait, who needs weekends when you got life? <laughs> Who needs weekends? We got some we haven't, good. Yeah, we don't slow down. No, we've yeah. I think that we've done real well, yeah. all in all. And then, um, who Mud I was gonna, tennis. I was what 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 was good about the links? What was good about? Okay, so we met same time last year. Yeah. And we need. Uh, I hope for us finds that voice note. That oh my god! I, you, I hate that voice note because it was awesome. All I did was I just walked around the links, interviewing people. I and hate that voice note. You are incredibly friendly. And squeaky on that voice. I must have been excited. That voice I must have been. I must have been excited you, for some reason. I, I don't even know. Why. I'm like nobody knew who I was yet, so I don't even know why you were that excited. You know what? I think it's because <laughs> I think it's because the moment I met you, I knew we'd get along. Like you know, when you meet Maybe. someone mm. and you're like, this is like a kindred spirit. Yeah. That was that was that it. That was for, it. You know, um, when I met you, I think we just vibed. Like it was yeah. so chill. And uh, normally at the links, you know how it goes. You you were at my stand this year for like most of the time. People right. come through. Some people want an internship. Some people want some cash. Some people need something done. So there's always this energy exchange. But you were just there. You weren't yeah. wanting anything or needing anything. Yeah. You just were kind of checking out the mm -hmm. scene. And you know, oh my God, did it! And and but this year you also you also did a presentation at the Br Leo Lynx Burnett Academy, Academy mm -hmm. at the Lynx Academy. So wow, two we days. Did a lot. Two days on the regional stage, 11 to 5. And then you And then presented. day three was the Lynx Academy presentation. I didn't I didn't have a break all three days. No, you didn't. And, we, and, and then you're, after you're, Lynx, we were in the office. Yeah, we were straight in the office working. Late. But then on top of that, you had your wisdom teeth taken out. So your face was all fat. <laughs> I don't know how I did that. Yeah, but was, are you still on that liquid diabetes? No, no, I'm, I'm, I can eat. Are you back to solids now? No, just on one side. Welcome so to they're the still adult soft. world. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm still on baby food. Yeah. You know, but just on one side of my mouth. I, I still can on the other side. Yo, man. Everything went wrong that week. Well, like, I made it No, we barreled through. We barreled yeah. through. I'm still I told my dentist, I'm like, listen, f*** it, don't fix it. Just put something that'll hold for a week and give me a lot of painkillers yeah, and I'll man. be back. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what I did. E exactly, I that's the thing. I figured it out all week. It was... Crazy. Crazy. Yo. Amazing, though. I'm, I missed, um, food. I missed uh, Faraz and Jib during the links. Even though I didn't see them last year, I think it was mm. much more like I just missed them because we yeah. kept talking about the can, we kept talking, talking about that, and people were time. asking about it, and there was yeah. like just so much stuff, and I was like, oh man, I just missed them. No, it was, it was yeah. Because um, last year's Lynx episode was fun because what happened was I just kind of 
as soon as I was done talking at the Lynx Academy, the Leo Burnett Academy, yeah. rushed home, got a mic, <laughs> got the Zoom, yeah. came back, and all I did was walked around and just interviewed people. And they were just sound bites, like five-minute soundbite tops. Yeah. And we didn't know what we wanted to do with it yet at the time. I remember, like, we got it now. Let's see how we can put this together. And because the Link's conversation was still going around, we ended up doing, like, a 20-minute episode where we just discussed what is Dubai Link's. Yeah. And the soundbites came at... The beginning? They were either at the beginning before the jingle. I remember that episode. I remember Or they were uh, voiceovers on the mix. Yeah, I remember that episode. So I wanted to do the same this year, sort of a version two, but I ended up leaving the mic in the studio. (laughs) 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 I forgot the mics and I couldn't be bothered to come and pick it up. But it was a lot of fun. It was was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. Met a lot of cool people. And this year, the vibe and conversations were different because as soon as you tell people... Y'all to can show there. There was a lot of there love. There was like a lot of love. I felt so much love. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and I felt, I felt like th- this thing that I tapped into, this thing that you'd created, you know, I under, I could see people understanding it. For some mm. reason, when you explained Dukkan to me, I got it immediately. Yeah. Maybe that's part of why we became really fast friends, is because I completely understood it. But as we've kind of gone through the year, I've realized uh, people get it and it's lovely and it's, you know, and there's something really solid about it. Right. And I was getting people, actually, shout out, I was getting people saying, hey, I love the Narsi episode. Hey, like a few yes. people, like um, Danny's episode. Uh, um, there were preferences. Yeah, yeah, there were preferences. Danny's episode was like a really big hit. Mm. Someone was like, yo, Tyrone's episode. Do you remember Tyrone's episode? Tyrone's Someone episode. came up to me and was like, I loved that episode. And I thought, oh my God. No, it's dope. And what I like was when I was talking to the to the students, they listen to the show. I'm like, all right. I was like, anybody that listens to the kind of show gets preferential treatment. <laughs> from, <laughs> from OT specifically. He's like, I'll give you that love. So <laughs> if you need you. help with your presentations, you need any advice on your work, I'm, I'm available. Well, uh, look at that. <laughs> um, look at that. They got the in-in. Yeah, but they, they, all, they all did, like, which is really cool. Like, I didn't Oops. think they would have. Um, like, I was just, you know, just talking trash and joking around like I always do, but they actually were into it. They listened to the show. Um, and Dina Fawood and her students, like, they were all about that, which yeah. was a lot of fun and really cool to see. Um, there was um, a lot of talk about empathy. This year. Yeah, I didn't... Uh, well, I think in general in the media, mm. because remember Omar, uh, in his episode, he was talking about how there's a contest yeah. where VR makes you feel empathy, and if you can instill that feel, like, you can... You can in, 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 um, if you can get that feeling out, I am like spilling. Yeah. As I'm talking with my hands, I'm spilling, spilling everything all everywhere. over me. Okay. All right. Anyways, um, what I was saying was that empathy is a big word in our industry right now. And I think I, I feel bad because I don't want it to be something that's commodified. I want it to be something it's that's gonna genuine. It's going to end up being the word of the year. Uh, like storytelling. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's going to end up being a word of the year. Millennial. And just millennial, like millennial storytelling. Just like influencer. <laughs> influencer. Actually, the panel I, I spoke on was about being an influencer. How was that? I still haven't Yo, had a chance to watch the panel. You still haven't had a chance to watch my panel? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm angry. But, but <laughs> no. I think the panel was interesting because I realized how 
influencer the word uh, i was representing the new up-and-coming niche influencer but mm-hmm. i've said i don't care to be called an influencer and neither does anybody on the can what we're here to do is tell authentic stories and give people a space to tell their stories so that one day in the far future 90 year old ot will like look at everything and hear who he was you know yeah. and i think that's kind of what i wanted them wanted you know, people to say. It's just like, uh, I wanted people to know, you know. Gunshots. And a good thing that came out of it was that we were talking about how to handle uh, being approached by brands who are sometimes um, exploitative or, I mean, I've been... What did you say to that? I said, you have to let us honor our our audience. And I said this, and you can check it out because I'll I'll stand Mm. behind it. I said, most, many brands who don't do their research and don't know our audience don't realize how intelligent they are how engaged they are and how critical they are hmm. and that's those are the reasons we love them yeah. but those are the reasons i wouldn't sell out because they will hold me to task every time we've done You're something that skirts we're accountable so yeah. accountable they feel it and i've said if you think that my audience will just allow us to repost something that has your product in it you're absolutely wrong we're going to get slated we yeah. would just completely get annihilated if we did something like that and i'm like that's the beauty of a modern kind of platform is that we listen and the reason we love the people who listen to us is because they are brilliant yeah. and they are smart and they have intellectual they have an intellectual uh, understanding of who we are so Absolutely know that and find a way to work with me within that so that we can bring them more content, better content, faster content. Don't ask me to repost something, wear your stuff or whatever. And yeah. then, you know, but gifts, we like gifts. I could say, yeah. <laughs> I said, I, I did say like some, if it's a gift and we believe it should exist in the world, of course, but we don't get paid to promote that stuff. Mm. And we just do it because we're like, okay, this is cool. So yeah. You should be here. You should it gives us space to say what we want to say. Um, I think the the brand dictation is the death of quote unquote influencers. It's the death of content creation. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. I think this this past weekend goes to show, and this is the beauty of the show that I could talk about any brand. This past weekend goes to show Vans. I think did it right. Um, oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> honestly. I had- so much yeah, fun that night. It was night. such a blast. Yo, shout out. Who, who invited so, us? So here we got invited by both um, the agency, so Disa. Yeah. And we got invited by Chef Moha and the guys. Let me tell you, I loved every minute of that gig. Yo. I thought it was... First of all, you looked out, and this is something, actually, I really wanted to talk about, like, to talk mm. with you about today, was... We looked out and there were all these kids wearing 90s gear and yes. like they were playing like, I don't know, all kinds of music from everywhere. But everybody was just a bit, you know, just a bit ragged, just a bit Just like, a bit quirky. Just a something bit quirky. off about everybody in that room. And, you know, I don't like, you know, I don't like exclusive parties. Like yeah. if someone's like, oh, this is VVVIP. Nah. Odds are I will probably not be there. Yeah. Like, that's just not my thing. And this was the exact opposite. It was yeah, literally it. a house party for us and our friends. Yeah, that's and exactly it. Th- and I loved yeah. it. And it was held in, like, Leisureland, which is, like... So, Nasser Leisureland is a Dubai staple. staple. It's a classic. But, but it's, it's a where staple. we used to go to learn how to ice skate yes. as kids. And I was talking... Who was I talking to? Um... 
I was talking to you. You were reminiscing about it. Oh, and um, Safa. Safa. We were reminiscing and talking trash because we were learning how to ice skate at like 10 over there. <laughs> and then he had these douchebags. They're like trying to, you Wee. know, be boy and dance in the ice. And like they're showing off their skills. And we used to hate on these guys like big time because we could barely stand. I am so down. And I've got to say this. I am so down with those old school community centers because yeah. you feel the history Oof. in them. Yeah, you feel it. Like, you it feel was. it in the hallways. You feel it in whatever. Everything about it. So, we get, I get in there, and I was like, yo, come with me. So, I bring Adam with me, whatever. And Adam goes, I look at what he's dressed. He's dressed like all of these other kids. Like everybody else. <laughs> he's dressed like We've, everybody else. We stood out. We're the ones. We're the weird ones in the and party. And I looked around, and I was like, yo, why are you wearing tearaways, boo? <laughs> 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 Where did you find tearaways? And then uh, the Where did he find them? <laughs> I don't know. Probably from his, like, mom's closet or something. Damn. Basically, what I realized, I was like, you know, I, I talked to Adam, and actually, Disa was talking to Adam about, mm. it, about it as well. She's like, why are you not, how, what is your connection to the 90s? Like, why do you feel like you want to represent the 90s and I and he said Biggie Tupac Aaliyah they're my heroes too Hmm. you know and he said for me it's like we look at them as a fantasy because we weren't around when Aaliyah was alive. What did Aaron say? Adam was born after Biggie died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam. <laughs> he stormed. Like, he he's like, you were born after Biggie died. He's what do like, you know about Biggie? He's like, what do you know about Biggie? But the truth is, I don't know anything yeah. about um, Martin Luther King. Exactly. Or, or Malcolm X. But it's the same way we look up to them. But that, I right? look up to them and yeah. I look at them and I look at Malcolm X's like, you know, glasses and I'm like, I love that. And I'll wear, I have those glasses. Like I wear that same frame and fashion. I think Mubarak got that done intentionally. Yo, Mubarak is like <laughs> on it again. Thinking about it, is that the threads, the 90s was not that far away for us. Mm. But the threads between us and them, we're like a younger old person. Yeah. Like I'm 33, but I don't feel, and the 90s was a long time ago. But... Yeah, boo. And how old are you now? Happy birthday, OT. So you're saying the <laughs> Anyways, 90s? <laughs> yo, you got to embrace aging. Yeah. Did you see that 66-year-old pole dancer who's like ch- world champion? Damn, she started no. pole dancing when she was 59. She just swims circles around you, man. Yo, uh, I'm sure she can. You know what? Um, I think that I think that what, what Adam was saying really resonated with me. The distance between us, like the, the, you said this, I think, mm. as well. The distance between your parents or the generation above you and and us is much wider yeah. than us and the generation, and the generation after, after it. because of exactly. the internet and how much stuff is documented. Yeah. So when Adam watches like more than a woman and the stories about Aaliyah, I think he feels deeply connected Connect- to that. And there was not far off. No, 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 no. And yeah. and I love that. I think mm-hmm. I think I love that. And I think that's why they were dressed the way they did, right? And you look at. Here's the thing. You look at like um, Chindi, Shabmoha, um, Hisham Fagi. All of those Shabab international You look guys. at um, what's his name, uh, Basil Karohat. They're they're all packaged in the same way. They yeah, look yeah, yeah. The certain nineties look, 90s, right? Like, but there's is more Arab. Than the, people like Adam and the rest. No, right? absolutely. They have, but that's because um, they got that stash going. The big mustache, yeah. the Arab look, like what my dad and his buddies used to look like back in Yo, the day. Yo, man, I think those guys embrace themselves. Which is dope. Because, more than other people do. And that's exactly it. Like, that's their identity and they get it. Yeah. Um, like, back then, if you looked like that, 
I think you'd stand out. And now we stood out. We looked weird in Aaron, that space. With his, where are you, Aaron? Oh, where is he? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. Peace Storm. Peace Storm looked so normally wherever we go peace storm blends right in he stood up here we were like the back he was row a sore crew. thumb yo we all were <laughs> we all but then again i wasn't dressed i had my hair up i was wearing yeah. my like shiny you came tights. from work i i came from work so like wearing my shiny tights and stuff so yeah. i didn't think too much about it but then we looked i saw i looked up at the top and i saw these guys coming out of a bar and i was like yes. to suffer i was like yo what's up there and she's like filipino Filipino karaoke, she said to me. <laughs> and I was like, then why the hell are we standing here? Right? <laughs> why are we not up there? <laughs> you have to go find your people. Yo, man, you had a great time. Oh, are you kidding? Yo, I was the only one applauding that band. No, no one should have Legit. applauded. The band wasn't that great. <laughs> the karaoke was They were terrible. horrible, but I wanted to make them feel better. And I was watching and I was like, where am I? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing here <laughs> you know but no but so to go back that party at the, uh, i spoke to the people from vans and the agency what was great about the party was that these guys were given a budget and they, they were told to figure it out so, so the, freedom they were given freedom yeah. to create content creation doesn't only live online no absolutely that is not. an example of offline but content creation. for me my brand feeling yeah. towards vans which i never wear vans yeah i've never vans was for a very specific crew when i was growing up and i exactly. was not a part of and that we crew. weren't part of it and i like the look but it's just not for me yeah. um however my brand association now and i'll say that honestly has changed because of that event. Yeah. And if that's the mode that they're marketing in, I am so down. Right? You're I'm sold. so down. Because it was not, it, it just honored who these guys are and they would wear, yeah. they wore it in their own way. And the whole thing was really, really cool. That's there were all like, you needed to do. there was like stuff leading up mm -hmm. and there was, and they shot the videos that they were. They shot the videos. They shot the gifts. They they shot the photos. They printed the posters. They designed the stickers. They designed the layout. They that brought the DJs. Amazing. They brought their own music. Everything from A to Z was done by them. That is amazing. And all what Vans did was like, we'll facilitate it. You just let us know what you want to do. Yeah. Right? And then when it came to location, they fought to get the location approved. And I love because it. Because to translate global to this, they had to figure out and let it happen. And you had pretty much some of the biggest names in town show up to the party. Yeah, no, there were some heavy Everybody hitters there. Everybody was there. There were some there. heavy hitters there. And these were people Fahad who just came there. out to hang out the, and have a good time. All the Telfaz guys Til were Faz there. 11, everybody was there. Everyone was there. Um, the Except recipe was there. MT was there. Um, uh, we haven't met his wife yet. She seems to be that, like... She's taking care of the baby. Oh, okay. So, yeah, still... Um, I'd like to meet her. She seems... So, yeah, there's it's a lot going on. Everybody came through, and it was a lot of fun, and it was just like a little reunion of... People you knew, and then this new. Oh, I met a bunch of new people, and this I enjoyed new age, that. Um, crew, like I got man. to know a lot of I'm them down. that night. I'm so down. Which is great. It's been a busy week. Yo, it's been a busy year. From links to this now. No, it was. It was. We we've gone. We've done it. We've done like non. So we've gone nonstop, and yeah. we're about to go out tonight. So. Yeah. And we're still gonna keep going nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your links highlight? Links highlight being on stage and talking love, like talking to Ken, like like saying the words the can show hmm. to the main stage, seeing probably the wrong picture of me up there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't choose it, so uh, I gave them a bunch. We chose it. YTT. I YTT chose it, which is cool. Um, but then being able to real feel really rooted and know I'm speaking from my heart, like yeah. I'm not speaking from a place of 
of, you know, I need to sound smart or anything. Mm. I just spoke from my heart and it was really, really good. Um, and I really love that moment. But then also, the can highlight for me is always, there are a group of probably 25 people that started their companies at the same time that we did. Yeah. Small agencies, whatever. And going through the years, watching them come through, having a coffee with them at our stand. You know, that love is something that I adore. Mm. And... That's something that I'll always uh, really appreciate. We spend a lot of money as collective at the links because it, we grew with it and mm. we pay tribute to our industry, you know, who takes care of us and nurtures us and infuriates us and everything. So that was, that was with my, my two highlights. But overall, like, Dukan being on two stages was a big deal for me. Yes. I thought it was pretty, you know, it made it Good into job. something, you know. Next year, I w I'd like to do a talk next year. Though you and I on yeah. stage next year, I'd like to do that. That's the plan. Yeah, I think we'll be able to do it. I think they like us by now. I hope. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> no, I think they do. But I think we represent a very different industry voice. So it's very important that you know. Um, it's very important. Which that is we, what I'm hoping that, that comes exist. through clear. Exactly. You know that that people are hearing it and they're getting it because. For the longest time, I saw links and like the conversations and things that I've been seeing at links were repetitive. Yeah. And now I feel like we've come and brought a new voice and a new sound and um, a new angle and a new conversation to the stages. Definitely. Which uh, I was hoping that they, that came across and people got it. And what I found interesting though this year, there were no advertising agencies except for Leo. Yes. And Starcom. It's so true. And I, that's something that I noticed yeah. uh, a shrinkage yeah. in the advertising agencies yeah. and the dawn of the young, small, and young businesses. Yeah and, yeah. and very agile small businesses, a lot of whom did not pay to come to the links because the ticket is, yeah. it's quite expensive. So I found that very interesting. And I also, um, judged uh, the daily motion competition and looking at the way a lot of the people who entered were not advertising people and the brief was for a vertical phone ad so not mm. it wasn't for a, a portrait so a phone format. ad it was it was a new format and it was for doctors without borders so nice. a CSR initiative I uh, enjoyed the I enjoy judging generally because mm. um, that's a great soundbite yeah that does I, enjoy that. I enjoy judging. <laughs> I enjoy well that. done, Reem. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think for me that that practice of like going and watching other people's work and seeing how they've put effort and time into crafting an idea from a production perspective or for whatever was really fun for mm. me as well. So, but everybody who entered were small businesses. Interesting. That's the thing. Like the yeah. the, the links um, convention. Center, yeah. whatever you want to call it, the talks and the, the entire experience, no booths were advertising agency booths except for the Leo Burnett and Starcom Academies. Yes, 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 yes. The rest were all VR companies, 360 camera companies, video production, Getty images. Oh, and Shuari, of course, being a classic staple. At least. Yeah. Um, but then they're all new businesses. And... Funny enough, the advertising people now are the audience. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 
If you they were they that. were the viewers. They're though. not the ones with the boots. They're not the ones with a message or something to say anymore. And it's funny, like I've been seeing this transition for a few years because you're at a point where, and this is not just links. I mean, this is links, con, South by Southwest, um, Sprint, you name it. What started to went with the rise of social and digital. The people that were getting main stage were Google. Yes, yeah, it was a big deal, wasn't it? There was a shift where agencies are not getting main stage time anymore, or at least not as much. And now they're not there at all. And now the ones taking stages are our GA, uh, a panel, like the one you're a part of. Yeah, um, yeah, it's true. Or small agencies from other parts of the world that you forgot about, like that agency from Kenya. That one, um, tell, tell me about that one, because you told yo, me about it, but I was like not really so, thinking. Um, so day three, I was glad I got to kind of kick back and see what's actually going on. Haas got to... Haas was the there. Haas so, was hosting the regional. So day three, Haas got to host the regional I think you and Haas are going to be this like, like, <laughs> M- like MC tag team. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And they had this agency out of Kenya. The lady that founded the agency used to be a... Um, she was an anchor on television. So she was like a famous character in uh, in, uh, in Nairobi. Yeah. And she founded this little SME digital agency where pretty much it's the first... All female based ad agency. Where in Ken- in Kenya? In Nairobi. In Nairobi. And the thing is, when people think Africa, they always think this stereotype of starvation and kids with flies on their face. Whereas she's coming and showing you. I saw her. She was beautiful. Yo. She was <laughs> the whole crew. That the, they were. Yeah. They came. They rolled deep. They rolled deep. I Kenyan women rolled deep. They were. They were a crew. I saw them. Right. Man. I love. And they're it. showing you all this amazing stuff that is happening in Kenya and what they've been building and what they've been working on, and she tells you this amazing story about this guy that worked with them who used to be a waiter for an average of like seventy dollars a month, which is nothing peanuts, and he's doing that to save money to go to college. They took him on board, and because this guy was just. You sit and have a conversation with him, and the way she was describing it was that she felt enlightened just by talking to this That's guy. Cool. So she's like, "Come work for us," and they put him through uh, Google certification programs. They did trainings. They they put him through schooling. They built this guy over the years. He became their head of social or something at, at some point, and eventually he left to start his own social company, social media agency. Um, and so what she was saying was that in some ways. You she, and she's saying this to the agencies, and she's like, to the big agencies, uh, we're coming for you. I love right? that. And she's like, and to the small agencies and big agencies, your employee is going to be your competition. That's you know what, right? but that's a mark of millennials as well. Exactly. Like I, I, you know, that it's a mark at a time. Yeah. And what she was saying was that you need to be able to nurture that. Because then they leave tomorrow. They might not necessarily compete. They could partner with you. You guys could well, do something. Well, this is part so, of it. Is like you know, in our industry, um, there was there was uh, uh, the godfather of our kind of hmm. Dubai film film industry is Tim Smythe, who we don't speak about enough. Actually, I think we should speak him in, back into you know the hmm. history of of our industry here. And uh, Tim Smythe, when he found out that people were competing against him. If you were in the company and you went up to him and you were like, yo, Tim, I want to start my own thing, he'd mm. probably offer to invest in you. If you smart just man. cut out and then you, like, obviously mm. started your own thing, he wouldn't. But a smart, a smart, and, but the, the thing across the board for all our, all my teams is I need you to be better than me. Yeah. I need you to be better than me. 
So whatever it is that you, you feed that, yeah, I need it. I need that because I cannot. You there cannot be a ceiling on collective. It either needs to grow through you, with you, you know, whatever. Mm. And I think that's just a part of good leadership. Mm. And right? it, that's exactly it. Like it says, I think it says a lot about good leadership when you've accepted it, and not just accepted, but actually nurture that culture in your business of. If tomorrow you want to compete with me, might as well do it right. I'm gonna teach you how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and know? I and I tell um, I say that to all our guys. I'm like, you know, you better, you have to be better than us. You yeah. have to. And and I loved it. And so her name was um, what was her name? Um, Terian Terian Chibet. Their their agency is called Scarlet. And what the beauty of it, what I loved about what she was doing as well as that, which kind of reminded me of. Um, the uh, the project when the guys went to the Beirut uh, oh yeah camps. yeah the SOS campaign and the guys you got the the project you guys did what she does is every quarter they would go to SMEs and pitch they'd help them out if you're starting a company cool. or whatever it is they put out ads in newspapers come talk to us yeah and what they do is they they'd brand you for like a hundred dollars oh great so they're not even making money off of it but at least so then there's a, a there's transaction an exchange, yeah. in exchange hundred dollars they'd build your brand for you they'd do some work for yes. you they'd help with your online presence something anything you need at the time that they'll is slowing you down with. your business they'll help you with it i'm so right? down with that and they just go around and help up and coming business because when you look at it from that context not smes are all services sometimes it's a little cafeteria sometimes it's a restaurant or yeah. it's a little stationery or a bookstore that need that kind of help and they're not all startups. Not everybody's in the sexy startup business today. Sometimes startups are not sexy, boo. They're the worst. <laughs> like, they're not, but no, it I'm comes not saying they're the worst. The... But I think that's the kind of that's the dream we've sold as the startup, exactly. right? Right. But I've been living no, no, no. in my office, like as of today, I barely had time to Rimi, go you're home and shut. Yeah, I, I know. don't come to your place. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You do come to the office. Like I've as like. But I'm a disciplined business owner. Yeah. That's why I'm here, even when I, even, like, it doesn't matter, yeah. you know? But at the same time, I really appreciate, I would have appreciated a service like that when I first started. Right? I would you have appreciated somebody, yeah. a group of women yeah. that were like, yo, we're going to help you. Do you, need a, do you need a logo? Do you need, just even the mere act of asking, do you need help? Yeah. There's some, so much lot. power in that. Yeah. And so, they go around doing that for businesses in Nairobi, and they wanted to like do some other stuff in Africa. And like I love to talk so much. After that, I kind of sat with her. I'm like, listen, anything you need from me, you let's got do it. it. Let's let's talk. I was like, I'll come to Nairobi if I have to. Let's sit and figure out what do you need. I'm like, you need strategy, help, anything there is, I could do it. Because one, think of it this way: you got a contact in Dubai in case you need anything. Two, I'm always willing to help. And three we're kind of trying to do the same thing in different ways. Yeah, definitely. So helping each other out. Oh, I hope, and we, I hope, really we, I hope like, we work with them. Yeah, I mean, she was lovely. I think even Haas kind of went and started taking selfies with everybody. And he was Haas, excited. Haas was like, Haas is my favorite person <laughs> Haas in the was world. all over the place. Haas is my um, favorite. He's it's it's a ball full of energy, which is really cool. You know, um, what, what I love about Haas always is that he brings life. Like, he Haas does. brings life. He you doesn't know? care about anybody. He's yeah. going to... Come in excited, ready Shine to party. Shine his light everywhere yes. and then bounce. You know? good vibes. But I, I really, yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad he was there. I'm, yeah. I, I need. I mean, the agency should see guys like Haas. They need to yeah. see him because he doesn't necessarily run in our town. You know, no, not in Adelaide. Anyway. No, but Haas, I think, is just one of those people. As soon as you meet him, you want to do whatever it takes to help him. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. He has nothing but love for people, and when he's just and he's just always ready to help. Yo, out his videos are looking real good. Up. 
they're looking real good. The ones that he's doing with the artists, yeah. I love them. I oh, love, the I love interviews? what he's doing. Yeah, I love what he's doing, man. Yeah. I think I've learned some stuff watching them. I just put on in the background. It's yeah. pretty cool. Um, and then the w- highlight, I got many highlights. This okay, was a good what's list. another highlight? Belkis. Yes. Yo, man. So, uh, actually, I, I'm tell, I gonna tell Fu and Jib. So, Fu, we didn't even tell them yet. We've no. been so busy. So basically, I barely had time to scratch my own head. Oh. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, so she comes two hours late. Yeah. So you were sitting at the stand with me. We were sitting yeah, at the we stand, and she comes two hours late. So there's like five people in the audience, and she gets on stage, and you and I are kind of dismissive. Admit we were. I was working as usual, yeah. like on the stand, and you were just kind of like, "I'm done. My tooth hurts. Whatever." Yeah. And she starts talking. And I suddenly hear wisdom, man, wisdom. But no, here's the thing: we were dismissive, we weren't listening. But I was checking her out as soon as I knew she was coming up. <laughs> you were like, there to see her. You're like, up, hey, baby. How you doing? <laughs> Holla. Um, um, she's very beautiful. And, but she but dropped me, dimes. She wisdom, like she bombs. was throwing bombs of wisdom. I loved it, and I loved and, it. And she was so unafraid to oh, speak yeah. her mind. And so I knew, like, you look and, at her and you think, okay, you're beautiful. Yeah. But then she speaks and I'm like, holy crap, you're right? beautiful. Yeah. You know? My disappointment was that there were not enough people in, in the audience. Her talk should have been way she earlier. She came two hours late. She came there two was, hours there late. Was I get that. The, but it, you know, it's it was, it was the kind of be. talk where I wished every single person from every agency in town was there. Yeah, I agree. That, it was that talk. No, because absolutely. It was it's fantastic. The, it's 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 the the slap across the face, the wake up call that everybody needed, and they weren't there to hear it. Because and it's something that, funny enough, the youngest people in every agency are talking about, but, but the seniors don't down. listen, yeah, and they're the getting seniors, shut down. How would the seniors so coming know? from Balkis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have spoke volumes. She was, but I think look. For me, I know that it's going to go live soon, and I'm going to ask if we can have a live link to share. Yeah. Because I think it was really a talk that people missed, and I did dismiss her for a number of reasons. I don't listen to her music, mm. um, but that's also because her music caters to a very specific... Like, I hear it at parties, and I love it when I do, but I don't purposefully go and, and find her music. And also, because since she's become a housewife, she's not in the public eye as, as much, much yeah. since she got married, and she mm. proudly says, I'm a housewife. She says that yeah. with pride, like she owns it. And she says, this is my domain. I take care of my domain. And there's something beautiful about that, yeah. too. And there's obviously a tension about women in the home and women in the workplace. Mm. And I think she handles that really, really gracefully. No, she's um, amazing. Yeah, uh, she's like the uh, she's a UN ambassador for uh, equal rights. Like, so you know, mm. they have this thing called fifty fifty, which I believe is about having equal rights for men and women in the Arab world. Which is something that she not only advocates for, but I think she practices. Mm. So her team are brilliant women and men, and um, I just I learned a lot about her. But mm. when you meet someone who's smart and in the public space and uh you know gorgeous and a voice for uh, a better future i just i just want to bask in that i think it's just yeah, yes i agree she was an og i think that was one of the top talks that was it yeah no oh my god yeah sure. i sat on the i sat at the stand for most of them yeah. and half the time you know which ones you can tune in and yeah. out to and i think that being a presenter 
on that stage. You're sitting in the room with some of the most cynical people in town. Of course. So you've got to cut through and you've got to cut fast. And I think that not everybody knows how to and do that's, that. That's why I think most people were dismissive when she when the talk started. The moderator didn't do it justice. The moderator, I think I'm she could so, I don't know who the questions. moderator I don't was. Know it, my but friends knew, but I, I didn't know I think she could ask better questions. I think she didn't do it justice at all. And then, thankfully, Balkis kind of just took over the conversation. God, because yeah. if it kept going on with that Q&A, it would have been a, it See, would just been a dud. I feel like the Q&A was a, a slight mistake. I yeah. think it could have just been literally just Balkis talking. The entire talk, just her. I think that would have been lovely, yeah. you know. But anyways, it doesn't really matter. There was another attempt um, that was done, I think, by UM, where they decided to have a panel as well. And... That didn't go too well. No, it didn't They either. had a couple of influencers, air quotes, um, and a head of a brand that they're contracted with, a head of marketing from that brand. But that was a nightmare of a talk. Yeah, you were hosting the, the stage, right? I was you, hosting yeah. the stage at the time. And the thing is, I have to make sh- I have to be attentive to all the talks with time, you've got Q&A to, yeah, afterwards. Because exactly, you're manning the Q&A. Um, and it was... It backfired. It didn't do what they wanted it to do. So later on, you get to figure out that UM actually designed some research that they're trying to portray and sell to the agencies. Ah. Right? So these were people that were involved in the research. But the they didn't handle the Q&A properly. When people were asking questions, they beat around the bush. They didn't answer questions right. Um, the... The panel itself was designed to serve a specific purpose. So you could tell as though everybody was briefed in that panel before they went up on stage. And they've practiced it throughout the week. No, yeah. What I loved about our panel, the one that I was on, we had one lunch where we were all talking and YTT took opinions and discussion. And then he molded the questions to like allow us Mm. to highlight what we were on stage for. So there was no scripting. Mm whatsoever and i think that's what made the panel a good one and, this, and here's the thing there's a difference between bringing in an influencer who has nothing to do with the industry so all they know is that certain avenue of life that they're in yeah versus bringing someone who can speak the language speak the industry and able to articulate their thoughts clearly, clearly. because as you said you're sitting in a room full, full of the city's most cynical people yeah that are they they're giving you five minutes to cut through? Yeah, you make it great. Otherwise, they're getting up and leaving. You're talking about CEOs and MDs and heads of agencies and businesses yeah, and sometimes yeah. small businesses. People are looking for opportunities. People are there for a specific purpose, and then you come off as a sellout selling. That's the. I don't want to say the worst, but it's pretty bad. It's very dangerous. Yeah, it's really risky. It's a risky of play. Of course, it's a very and risky play. You brought people who failed. To articulate their thoughts. And you brought, you know, um, I was talking to a friend earlier and I was telling her where it's like when you want to go for criticism, if you're creating any kind of work, if you're an artist, you're you're doing anything that you need people's opinion, you need critique, find a blunt friend who is able to articulate their thoughts clearly to help you and guide, right? Otherwise, it's going to sound like someone's hating on you or someone's not a fan (laughs) of your work. And that's what ends up happening. And it's a very dangerous space to be in. With these guys... They were, they failed to articulate their thoughts properly. They failed to come across as um, someone who's done it for so long and so well that I'm able to 
um, shed some light or share some advice or experience that could help people. Yeah, I right? get that. And it I just get that. came off as we're selling. So it was it was a very tough talk, to, uh, very tough talk to hear and listen to. Um, so that was it wasn't the highlight. But then Soheb Goodless from Tilfaz comes on stage. Yeah. And yo, this guy kills it. Um, so he has a show called Top Five. Yeah, he does, doesn't channel. he? Yeah, and it's it's a it's a pretty funny show. It's like oh, the top five worst ads of Ramadan, and I think that's the funniest one. You should check out those. I ads. haven't seen it yet. Um, and or he'd have like. Um, top five's best YouTube shows or yeah. top five most embarrassing moments that could happen to you. Definitely. You know? yeah. So it's just so tough, it's like, like funny. random it's like, things. Yeah. But I like that, It's though. amazing because sometimes it's strictly educational and sometimes it's intended to be funny. And you remember when we kind of started, we were talking about how for, till this day, everything we do is experimental. We kind of just throw it out in the world, see how people respond and react to yeah. it. And then we mold and fix and improve and make changes. And he's talking about exactly that, of how he learned so much from the YouTube comment section. Yes, because that's where and that's the, where it happens, right? And he's like, and it just, the content changes, the design of the show changes, and it was the most engaging talk, and people had great questions. And you, the beauty of it was that usually people who are on YouTube come and they talk down to industry people. I, to look like I'm the YouTube celebrity. You know what it is? I think that they feel entitled because they have following. And exactly. we as the industry people, we feed it. We feed it because yeah. we say, oh, they've got a following. We should do. Rather than saying, we make content. Why can't we work together? Exactly. What do you need? Right? Is it cash? Yeah. Is it support? That's the yeah. Vans example yet again. Yeah. What did you need? What did you need? Yeah, and exactly. how can we make it happen? Exactly. So Sohaib comes in. He's talking about how... The qualitative side of things were how what people were saying helped them improve the show, right? Um, there were some points where they felt like they'd get comments like from women who've been waiting the entire week for the Thursday episode to drop. <laughs> episode drops and they're like, oh my God, it's about football. Women are women disappointed. Are, yeah, exactly. So then they change and actually do something that is female-oriented content the week after. So like, they take comments very seriously. And he was talking about how as content creators, the biggest mistake is to ignore people's comments. No, you right? have... You should, that's, uh, you should always pay attention. Yeah. See what people are feeling. But then also what are they know saying? which ones are legitimate and exactly. which ones. Like, to, we get trolled. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to learn the difference between a troll and a critique, right? Yeah. Um, it's like um, Omar Tertub the other day. He picked up the phone. He calls me. And he had a critique on one of our episodes. What did he say? So, he actually said that... You know how we have the audio that comes over the music at the end? Yeah. He's like, it doesn't sound like you guys. He's like, it's too marketing. You're trying to do something okay, that doesn't you know feel what? as genuine. I agree with him. It didn't feed him. I agree with him. He's like, he's like, I'm, he's like, I don't know what it is, but he's like, it doesn't sound like you guys. F do something about it. But it said so much, the fact that he took... He went out as way, called me, and I was like, okay, what it is exactly he didn't like, trying to explain it to me. And, you know, he's explaining it to me in his own way. And what I gathered was that when we sit and talk, it just sounds like it's us. When you meet us in person versus when we were talking on the show, it's the same experience. Whereas at that point, he's like, it sounds very, up. It's like it sounds corporate, it sounds marketing, like you're trying to sell something. Well, you know what, he's right yourself. though, because when we're, when we're, we're used to bouncing off each other and yeah. having this energy, like whether the mics were here or not, it's I still would still same. talk to you the yeah. same. But when I'm trying to tell somebody 
tune in to our Facebook at live something yeah, something. It's different. We become that radio voice. Exactly. So now I didn't have an answer to him, but I was like, it's good that he pointed that out because now And it's good that he felt comfortable enough to call you. Exactly. So now I'm like, okay, cool. How do I change it? Because all what we're trying to do is generally we're trying to thank everybody for listening and tuning in and showing us love. Um, we're asking them to leave their comments, be it on iTunes or yeah. SoundCloud or Facebook. Let us know what you guys think. Exactly. How do you feel about the show? Um, and just, you know, drop us a line. We're always around, you know. Concept. I think we just wanted to be, I, and that's part of us learning the voice of, like, ourselves yeah. and yeah. the show because so then, we're not used to being promoters. That's kind not. of not the one yeah. thing we don't want to be. Exactly. So then... That be the question of how do you promote or sell without selling out or without coming off as as selly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Selly. So is now, silly. now that to me is like a personal agenda that I need to fix, right? But it's fucking cool of him to just pick up the phone and tell me that. Um, and I got it. It's actually even better the fact that we just got six people around us that they feel that comfortable. This is the, that for me is the one I'm most grateful for. Yeah. Is that when someone doesn't like something, they'll email us, pick up the phone, and call us. Or when they see us, they're like, mm -hmm. "Yo, I didn't like this, but mm -hmm. I love this." And I feel like as long as there's a space for discourse, we'll always be okay. Oh, you know. Yeah. And I wonder if what was because sometimes you know you wonder what if what you say resonates if it is worth you know, yeah. uh, talking and talking and talking. But the reality is, this is who we are right now. And whoever comes through, this is who they are right now. Yeah. But maybe he's right. Maybe we should change the end. Because from, from what I've learned throughout this experience is that I get at least three types of, let's say four types of critique. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, we used to get critique on the design of the show. Yeah. Meaning where we had the jingle, where the talks came to play, where music came to play. Most of it, people wanted music within the conversation. Yes. But then by design, that was impossible to do. Um, and because people were mostly used to radio format, right? Whereas the radio format of an MC, uh, a host would talk and RJ for a little bit. You have a few songs and the RJs come back. Yeah. This was a completely different format. People didn't know what to do about it. So design was the one where we take critique and see if we can make it happen. If it's impossible, like the music example, we don't do that. Yeah, we don't. It's we, just exactly, not our style. Which is not the style yeah. of the show. Um, another critique I remember we used to hear a lot, and this is the one we worried about, was that character buildup is not coming across clear. And we were only four or five episodes in at the time, and we started worrying about it. And not until now, you look back a year later, that stopped because the character built took time. Yes, exactly. It's not a daily show, right? It comes out once a week, so it takes time for you to get used to, to know who Jib was and who Firas was You're and right. who OT was. You're and right Green about was. that. And they see the development of us as people. As people. And as we've well. been honest about our development as Everything. well. I think that's something that I'm very proud of is that we're very honest yeah. about how we've, how we've grown as a show. You exactly. Know? Um, which is amazing. Um, and then the third critique usually we'd get is like Omar's call, right? There are certain things that like, oh, if you do this, it could be better. Or if you do that. And those are the ones that, those are the ones that always make me think the most. Yeah. Because then I was like, okay, what was it exactly? And, and sometimes people, like, they could be scared of reaching out or concerned. But then once they do and they real, and then for me, it's like, Holy shit, you're right. 
what it is do I, that I need to do. How can I fix it or how can yes, I change exactly. it? Yes, exactly. Like you want to get better. Exactly. And then it plays at the back of your head till you figure it out. Um, and then the fourth type, which is just, hey, I fucking hate it. That, um, those I dismiss. I really like. <laughs> you, there's nothing I can do with that. Like, like why, why do you hate why, it? Why What's wrong? Like, tell me why. What you happened? Hate it. But that's what I think as well. Is like, I don't mind that you hate it. I just no. want, I want tell you to give why. me a legitimate reason. Yeah. For give me. We a, had we had that one person on Instagram. Um, he didn't like the show, right? Oh, that which one? I don't remember the account name. But I remember that, um, homie who was like, "Are they even Arab?" Yes. That was my favorite. That because was my favorite like, troll can, of yes. all time. He's like, it's an Ar- the an Arabic word, but you guys speak in English. Are they even I was Arab? like, dude, that's my life and conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the like, conflict that's of my struggle. entire life. Like, And we were so chill. We were just a little transparent with him. We're like, listen, yes, we are Arab. And Rima's biggest conflict in life is that. But yeah. also... I'm like, I'm so stressed our out listeners, about this, bro. Our <laughs> listeners and friends mostly speak in English, even though some are Arabs, which is why the show is in English. Yeah. And then he goes like, but your show is called The Council. Why not have a segment in Arabic? I was like, you know what? I'm working on it. We're working Where it's already on it. in the works. Yeah. But and I then, think it's because we listen to him. And then he goes, oh, you guys are awesome. I love you. And yeah. Like, yeah. You know? And I, I, but, I remember that. I love that, actually. But that's the thing. Like, as soon as someone goes like, I hate it. Okay, why do you hate why it? Why do you what hate it? Like, tell it? me... I remember that guy that like on on SoundCloud. Oh, he never you never he heard nev- back from him. He talked so much crap. That was another one. Mm. Uh, like, are you even Arab? Yeah. Well, it, that's usually the conflict, right? Yeah. And I, I was think, like, and, and for us, kind of for got us, angry. He and got he, went he got, back and like they messaged for a while. Uh, yeah, but then I I messaged him saying the can is about perspectives hmm. and if you don't feel like we belong, I'd like to welcome you on our show and to come talk, and talk about, about it. it yeah. Never responded back to me. Never. Not even a, not even a no, I no thanks, I don't want to, you guys suck. <laughs> like okay. like even if he did that, I would have been like, Alright, cool fam, but I Something. just wanted I just wanted yeah. to like tell him like, look, we're about discourse. That's what we do. And we hash out the things that bother us but also that bother other people. And you should be welcome to come here and talk say your piece, man. Talk it out. You know? And if you don't want to then don't spew it on my page. Go somewhere else, you know. But Talk he ended up. Page. I'm sure he and Faraz are like best friends now. They should be. They should be. Faraz should be making friends. <laughs> Look, I miss him. You're out of Malaysia. You should be making friends too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Toothless. Yo, so homegirl that that I met today that what? interviewed me. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she knows Faraz's sister pretty well. What? Yeah, because we were supposed to link up yesterday and it got canceled. So she was telling me today, like, she was in charge and she went to hang out with Faraz's sister. Oh, no way. I was like, oh, shit. And then I felt bad because, like, I never, since Faraz left, I haven't been over no, or went to should. see them. You should go. We should, should go. go. See him. We should go see him. Go say hi. We should go say hello. Yeah. I felt bad. I was like, all right, too. We, we'll, we'll stop by your crib. <laughs> <laughs> stop by the Toothless. Casa Toothless. Casa de Tooth. Yo, man. Casa de Tooth. Casa de Tooth. All right, fam. That Do you want to go for your birthday dinner? <sighs> You're going to love it. Don't be stank about it, man. <laughs> Don't be a stank face. I'm trying come. not to. No, nah, right. you're going to love it. Come on. Right. Let's go. Cool. Let's do it. Yalla. Yadi. Call me a Yadi. <laughs> what up, nation? Welcome to your tribe. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please rate and review the show via your iTunes app, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or your preferred podcatcher. Hit us with those five stars and your comments and let us know how you feel. And if you really enjoyed the show that much, please share it with your friends. Let's keep the word going. 
You can always catch us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. We're at The Can Show, and we love talking to you. And if you'd like to hit me up personally on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud, I'm at Reem Hameen. For more information and access to our exclusive content, visit www.thecanshow.com. See you all next week. Much love.